This is the KGEZ Good Morning Show with John Hendricks and Robin Mitchell. Now, Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. 15 minutes with one of Northwest Montana's newsmakers. Glacier Bank's totally free checking saves you both time and money. Visit your nearest Glacier Bank office today. There's a convenient location near you. Glacier Bank, member FDIC and an equal housing lender. And today we're going to get some uh, really cool information about uh, maybe one of the best ways to whip this problem we have of affordable housing. Habitat for Humanity's Executive Director, Mary Beth Moran's with us. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. And from the Northwest Montana Community Land Trust, we have Kim Morisaki. Good morning. So you guys have gotten together and uh, this may really be something very, very cool. We hope so. We hope it's a way that in our collaboration, we can build a lot more houses a lot more quickly mm-hmm. um, and reach the, fill the gap for people who are really struggling um, to be able to afford a home. Well, they're, they're not getting any cheaper. And the problem <laughs> is, is that uh, they, you know, everybody says, well, the way we're gonna do this, we're just gonna build more homes. Well, that doesn't seem to be lowering the prices. We gotta find another way, Kim. Well, I've, I think that we're just, we haven't caught up yet. Our supply is not caught up yet. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the problems. But what Mary Beth and I have been talking about is how we take our strengths and put them together and leverage that so that we at least can be a piece of that puzzle and build a few more houses every year faster than we would if we were working individually. I think the first thing we better understand is the Flathead Land Trust. You've talked with us before about that, so kind of give us the high points. Okay, so first of all, we're the Northwest Montana Community Land Trust, mm-hmm. not the Flathead Land Trust. Gotcha. So we do houses, not not easements. <laughs> so um, we own the property under the house, and um, people just have to buy the house. They don't have to buy the land under it. We own it in perpetuity, so those houses on that land are always going to be affordable, and we lease the land to people for $25 a month. Now, you guys do kind of the same thing uh, as for uh, uh, the in perpetuity thing, but talk with us about how this is going to help your situation with the property. Well, prior to this collaboration, we were trying to buy property to build on, and we, we did actually finally sell the property to the homeowner at the end of the 30-year mortgage. But now with the land trust owning the property, um, we don't have to put that into the price of the home that we sell to the homeowner. But also it frees up more money for us to buy construction supplies. And I just hired a second construction site supervisor. So we've got a lot more capacity to build now. Hmm. I, I, maybe we better step back and explain what habitat, how Habitat for Humanity is able to do this. Well, our strength is our volunteer base. We have an exceptional number of volunteers who are very talented and uh, they're, they're great builders and they're very dedicated and they come out and it's the labor. That's really why Habitat can build the way they build. And so. then of course we try to get donated materials for homes too. Mm-hmm. So you're able to uh, help folks uh, keep the price of that home, the initial price of that home down by using volunteer labor and uh, creating opportunities for materials too. Yes, yes we are. Okay, 
Uh, talk with us about the site supervisor. What is his or her role? Well, we we do have to have someone who's you know a, a consistent professional builder on the site at all time to oversee the volunteers. We welcome volunteers at all different skill levels. And some, mm-hmm. we have people who've been coming out for like eight, 10 years onto our site and, or, you know, have retired from a drywalling business or something like that. And we really, they're great and they're a big addition for us, but we also have people who are coming out for the first time. So we have to have someone on that site who is a seasoned builder who can supervise anyone on that spectrum of, of skill levels. And also understand uh, the codes, all the building yeah. codes involved, <laughs> wherever. I mean, they're different in Kalispell than they are in uh, Summers Lakeside, than they are in the county, than they are in Columbia Falls. Yeah, and we really pride ourselves on building very attractive, well-built, energy-efficient homes. So I'm just what kind of an impact is this going to make for the people who uh, are 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 now going to be participating? Well, I think we'll just have more homes available for people. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're constantly getting inquiries, as is Kim, for people who are looking to buy homes, you know, at our rates as opposed to the market rates. So are you going to, how are you going to determine which property you're going to, uh, you're going to set up with her? Oh, well, up until now, the land trust is not, it's just me, right? So we don't have um, staff. So any houses that we would have to build on property that we own, and we have a lot in Columbia Falls and a lot in Kalispell right now, I would have to go out and build a house like anybody else who's going to build a custom house, get a general contractor, hire subs, all of that. Um Working with Habitat is going to make that a lot smoother because they just have so much, they have knowledgeable staff kind of ready to go. Um, So we've got those two properties, one in Columbia Falls, one in um, Kalispell, we can get to work on right now. And we're working on a larger opportunity in Columbia Falls. And I am just always... Uh, have my eyes wide open looking mm-hmm. for other land opportunities as well. And we've had great partnerships with the city of Kalispell, the city of Columbia Falls, and the city of Whitefish. We've had some fabulous donors that have made buying land great, and we're just going to keep on doing that. Where does the funding come for what you do? Um, in the past, it came from something called the Neighborhood Stabilization Program that came out after the... Um, during the Obama administration after the last uh, real estate crash in 2009. Uh, That money's almost gone and can only be used in Kalispell. So now we're doing private donations and some HUD funding through the state of Montana with the home program. Okay. I want to dig a whole lot deeper into this partnership because it just sounds like maybe this might be one of the keys to digging ourselves out of this uh, housing mess we're in. We'll do that next. If you've been dreaming about a spring getaway, consider the Red Lion in Kalispell. Give me 60 seconds and you'll see what I mean. This is Katie Persinger for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. The Red Lion transforms into a New Orleans-like Mardi Gras February 23rd, 6 to 10 p.m. From lively music to colorful costumes, masks, and beads, you'll be transported to the Big Easy. It's not only for a good time, the gala raises money for the Flathead Food Bank. With the needed funds, they'll be able to expand to be the distribution hub for pantries across Northwest Montana. 
Event ticket information is on the Flathead Food Bank's Facebook page or visit their website at flatheadfoodbank.org. Click events for more details. We think a fun spring getaway right down the road sounds dreamy. Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again is John Hendricks. What might be one of the most creative solutions we've had so far to our uh, our affordable housing situation in Northwest Montana from Habitat from for Habitat for Humanity, the Executive Director Beth Moran, and Northwest Montana Community Land Trusts Kim Morisaki. Kim, a quick question for you: Who pays the taxes on the property? Oh. In our case, um, for land trusts, even though the homeowners don't own the land, when they when they buy the house, they sign a ground lease that agrees that they will pay the property taxes on both the land and the house. Okay. Yep. All right. That settles that. How does that work in, in your world for, for the taxes? The homeowner. Okay. And that's all built right into the mortgage payment and all of that, right? Yeah. In our case... Um, People have to go get a conventional mortgage from the bank. You know, they go talk to Glacier Bank or they go talk to um, Man Mortgage maybe. And mm-hmm. um, it's all just the same as anybody else. Mm. It's the same for, uh, for you? Uh, no, our mortgages are through the Montana Board of Housing and they're at 2%, which is enviable. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, really we want our homeowners to be sustainable I mean, we were really trying to set people up for success. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're, they're going through the Montana Board of Housing. Okay, now, Kim, Kim mentioned uh, that this uh, partnership or understanding that you have between you is great because you guys take care of all the labor over at, uh, and the contractor and all of that. Uh, but the uh, homeowner, the per- Prospective homeowner contributes labor to the cause also, right? Yeah, that's part of the Habitat for Humanity model, the sweat equity portion, where they're required to do a number of hours of labor on their own house or a neighbor's house. Okay. And that's part of the application process. And a lot of the the people who have uh, received a house are helping out on future homes also. Right. They, they are, and it's great. And like right now in summers, we have five houses and three are occupied. We're really happy about that. Uh, two got in right before the holidays. And then we've got two that are going up actually really quickly. And we notice that the three homeowners are helping the two new people get their houses built. Uh, 2% uh, mortgage is very attractive. <laughs> yeah, I'd say yes, so. <laughs> With uh, $25 a month to get the land. Yeah. Under it. Yep, you've got to do something to counteract uh, rising uh, building costs, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Now, aside from the taxes going up, and we know they are, or see something's going to happen with our taxes. We hope we get some help from the legislature and maybe mm-hmm. uh, bring this down a little bit, but... Uh, but, you know, we've got schools that need to be taken care of. We've got counties and roads that need to be taken. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got a uh, public safety levy on. So the, the tax situation is probably the variable in all of this as far as setting the limit. Yeah, both of our organizations are really dedicated to new homeowner education and preparing people to put away some money to address that variable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. Now you're you're keeping the uh, the cost down, 
to get into a house, but how is the state looking at that as far as the valuation goes? Uh, oh, that's a, that's quite a, a nut to discuss. We don't have time for that. But okay. the, <laughs> the Department of Revenue, um, I talk to them on a pretty regular basis, and they do recognize um, that land trust houses and are, at least in our case, um, they're they're another version of deed restricted. So whoever owns that home, they are never going to be able to sell that home at market rate. Ah, And so the Department of Revenue recognizes that. They are able to make some money when they sell it, but it's just not, they they get in below market, they get out below market. Yeah, exactly. But I, I was thinking... Are the taxes at market? <laughs> it sounds like uh, they're making uh, uh, dispensation for you. I would say it's it's close, but um, it's maybe the fact that somebody's never going to be able to sell that house at market rate yeah. is taken mm-hmm. into consideration. Yeah. And that's pretty much the same thing with Habitat for Humanity. You can't make a million dollars on a Habitat home. No, we also deed restrict so that we cap the equity. We have shared appreciation agreements so that no one can flip our houses. You know, really, we're not here to make individual families rich. We're here Mm -hmm. to stabilize neighborhoods. And our volunteer force comes out the way they do so that they really can see that they're building like a block of people who are going to stay there and dwell in that house and and participate in that neighborhood and make it a better place. And, and, you know, building a neighborhood, that's something that we don't do much anymore. And I, I, growing up here in Kalispell, like I did over on 7th Avenue East, you know, we knew everybody. And, you know, where we live now, I don't think we know more than about three or four people in our neighborhood. And, And part of that's because, well, we all moved in at different times. But the other part of it is, is that these are kind of ready made homes now. And, uh, you move into a regular home, you're moving in, you know, it's, uh, the home's built, it's all done. The landscaping's done, you just move in. Where before, everybody was working on their yards at the same time. They were working on building their home at the same time. It builds community. It does, and I think that's why Kim and I are really looking forward to the opportunity to build on a a lot that will accommodate eight units or more um, so that we experience that neighborhood building. You know, I mean, back in the day, someone moved in, you brought them a casserole, you yeah. you did all those things. And I think it's a great way to really keep your neighborhood safe. Uh, you know, also to just know that if something happens in the middle of the night, you can knock on a neighbor's door. And uh, we'd like to see more of that. When homes are all built at about the same time, they all get old at about the same time. And uh, through various stages of all of that over the years, but, uh, when you build in pride, of ownership and pride of construction, uh, this is going to this is going to make these older homes just as exciting as they were when they were new. You know, they really are good. I mean, I went to a, a home the other night to uh, deliver some documents. It was one of the first ones we built in Whitefish over in Texas, and I thought, you know, that's still a really great looking house, and it was in good shape. Hmm. And I think it's it's really our volunteers again. You know the. They're from here, and they've got to drive by those homes for decades, so they build them well. So let's figure out uh, who can qualify for these homes, how to apply. We'll go through all those basics with uh, with Kim and Mary Beth right after this. Mm-hmm. 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 
How's your day going? All right, well, it's about to get even better. This is Jolene for Glacier Bank, member FDIC. I have news that will help your life run smoother, more efficiently, and maybe just a little more fun. Glacier Bank's brand new online banking platform has launched. That's right, your better banking experience is here. Go online or download our new Glacier Bank app in the App Store or Google Play Store. This platform is a pleasure to navigate and it securely takes care of your banking needs quickly so you can get back to your day or night. Experience streamlined 24-7 access from your computer, tablet, and smartphone. We know you are going to like it. Glacier Bank's Community Conversations. Here again is Robin Mitchell. Our conversation today with uh, folks from a couple of great organizations. Mary Beth Morand, uh, Habitat for Humanity Executive Director at Northwest Montana Community Land Trust. Kim Morisaki, okay, you signed the Memo of Understanding yep. several weeks ago and is the first home uh, in the planning stages that you guys are going to put They together? are. So I mentioned earlier we have two properties, one in Columbia Falls and one in um, Kalispell. There's room for two houses in Kalispell, one, one in Columbia Falls, and we're working on the next bigger project um, where we would actually build, be able to build eight houses. So that's a little further out, but we've got land and we're ready to go as soon as the weather starts cooperating. Okay, now in this uh, new partnership, who qualifies? Well, Habitat's model is that anyone who's 30 to 80% of area median income will qualify. And uh, that's what we're looking at now. But I think Land Trust has a different qualification and we really need to see how we can meet in the middle on that. Right. <laughs> okay. we, are, we are planning that the, the Habitat house, that houses that we build with Habitat will be up to 80% AMI. And I was just want to explain to people what that means, because that's kind of a random 80% yeah. AMI. What the heck does that mean? 80% um, of area median income means you could be a household that makes 84, no, sorry, $64,000 and have two incomes and two kids, so two adults and two children, and you would qualify for one of these houses. And that, that's, um, that's people who work at the city water department, that's people who work at the billing department for the hospital. Mm -hmm. That's the mechanic down at Toyota. That's a lot of people that we all depend on every day in just to, you know, okay. carry on. So th that's the minimum. Mm -hmm. Is there an envelope, a maximum where you're at? No, you're too well off. You no, can't. actually, that's the maximum. Oh, it's the maximum. If, and it all depends on how many people are in your household. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the best thing to do is to apply or to get information directly. How can uh, they apply? We, we will be putting out on both of our websites the application when we're... Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, what about credit qualifications? That's part of our process. We review credit, we verify pay, it, and it is a process. It, it mm -hmm. takes probably about two months. So you're not going to call you and get a yes, no on that <laughs> I'm phone afraid call. not. Yeah. You've got to go through the process. <laughs> no. But all of that, uh, yeah. on both sides, you, you have to go through that process. And the one thing we want to make sure that, uh, that, that people who get into this can actually get it done. 
Exactly. We don't want to get a house half built and say, geez, you know, this isn't what I thought. Yeah, it's a very careful selection process. Again, we, we want people to succeed. We want them to build that neighborhood. We want them to stay. So, you know, we're, we're not going to take a lot of risks in that selection process. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say... Like what a, a banker would sure. you know, say, well, can, can you afford this? And our goal is to get people into houses where their mortgage is about a third of their income. That way we know it's manageable. Yeah. Well, it sounds like what you guys are doing is going to make more people uh, able to afford a home at 30% of their income. Yeah, there are lots of um, fabulous people who make up the fabric of this community, and they just cannot afford three, four, five dollars $500,000 mortgages, but they're perfectly capable of a $200,000, $150,000, dollars $180,000 mortgage. All right. My gosh. Well, that's exciting because... That gets us back to the year 2000 again, <laughs> doesn't it? Gosh, this is, uh, it's neat that you guys have figured out this partnership, and I really sincerely hope it works because we have got to come up with answers more than just build more houses. We have got to build houses that make sense. We have to build more starter homes. This country has got too far away from we don't build enough homes for the demand of the people who live in this country, and we also have shrunk the percentage of those homes that are actually starter homes. We need to change our minds about that. That's a good point. I I remember the the homes over on the east side of Kalispell, most of them had one bath, two bedrooms. Yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. And that was fine back then. Now now people want three bedrooms, two baths at an absolute minimum. Yep. And that adds to the cost. It does. And then we have to have a separate family room, and of course we have to have a... <laughs> <laughs> right? Of course. Well, yeah. a That's not what room. we build. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. Gosh, ladies, thanks so much. We sure appreciate it. Kim Morisaki and Mary Beth Moran. It's Glacier Bank's Community Conversations, a service of Glacier Bank, where your checking is totally free. Just about anywhere you are in northwest Montana, you'll find a Glacier Bank office nearby. Keeping you connected to your friends and your community is an important part of the mission of Glacier Bank. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender.